This is episode 494 of the AWS podcast, released on December 10th, 2021. G'day everyone, Simon here with a quick pre-podcast message. Episode number 500 of the AWS podcast is coming up. We have a very special episode planned for you with lots of special guests, but we'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to contribute some audio to share, maybe your perspective on the podcast, um, how you've used it, etc., we'd love to hear from you. If you visit adibus.amazon.com slash podcast slash adibus-podcast, you can see there's a button on that page and it says submit questions and feedback. This lets you upload your own audio to us. So we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a note and we'd love to include you in the episode. Keep on building. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of AWS Launch. I'm your host, as usual, Nikki, and today I'm actually in the presence of greatness. I'm joined by Adriana Gascone, CEO and founder of Girls in Tech, as well as Miriam Rezapour, who is a senior product manager for AWS AI. Hey guys, how you doing? Hi Nikki, Good. how are you? Hi, Nikki. Good. I'm really glad to have you here. It's it's frankly an honor. Good to we're be glad here. to be here. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. So we're going to be talking about something um, really cool today and also unique. I guess we should talk about the landscape before we get into what we actually launched here, uh, because it's definitely relevant to this conversation. So let's just talk a little bit about the the AI ML space in general and some of the challenges that we see for marginalized groups and women in particular to get involved in the AI ML space. Sure, Nikki. So all of us know that machine learning is transforming every industry. A lot of solutions are and will be developed with the use of machine learning. But just focusing on the talent and the brains behind it, we lack diversity and representation. If these solutions are going to be for everyone, being effective for everyone, we need to make sure that the different perspectives are taken into account when developing these solutions in the first place. And that's Absolutely. a big issue, right? Yeah, right. statistics are really loud and clear that we are lacking there. And we know that we need to do something about it. And when thinking about the issue, we understand that while talent is widely distributed, opportunity is not. So accessibility is an issue there. We want to just make sure that everyone, regardless of background, have access to the resources because as you know, education can be expensive and mm -hmm. inaccessible, and that's not okay. Right, totally agree. Um, Adriana, I think you know this pain point very well, right? Can you share a little bit about how you started Girls in Tech and um, how some of these challenges that Miriam just covered, uh, you know, helped you to create Girls in Tech in the first place? Most definitely. I uh, will give you the short version because I don't think we have enough time today to go through all the nitty gritty details of why I started. But I was working at a startup in, in 2006 and it was a really cool company, much like Netflix and YouTube combined. And I loved building products and I loved sort of the startup um culture or at least part of the culture where you could sort of 
build things and try them on the fly and see what worked, what didn't work. Um, you can also be a creative problem solver and 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 really do things that you really loved and were passionate about. So from that perspective, I really enjoyed working in the startup industry and specifically for this startup because I love B2C companies. That all being said, I was the only female in the room always. And typical. yeah, typical for the sort of startup world, especially in 2006. And I would go into work every day, look around the room and think to myself, like, this is a massive issue. I literally was not only the only woman, but the only woman of color. I'm, I have a multiracial background and there are issues. There are issues that were happening every day. Um, you know, sexual harassment, uh, lack of effective communication skills, um, issues with promotions and getting, um, me involved in certain projects that I thought were very meaningful. So there are a lot of things that I felt like I couldn't really speak up about at that time. Um, I didn't have any advocates or a support network. I didn't have anywhere um, to go to learn new skills or to build my career, um, to have a mentor or sponsor to help me navigate those rough waters within the startup world. So one day I just had this idea of building a support community for women in this mid-level career, sort of early to mid-level career. So we focus on college to university students to, to really help support education and skill building and also career development and job placement opportunities. And so we launched at an event in San Francisco, again, February, 2006. I was like dumbfounded in how many women attended. There was over 200 women. Wow. And honestly, like goosebumps right now sharing this with you because all the conversations we had were exhilarating. You know, women that wanted to start their own companies, solve certain problems, collaborate with each other, learn how to sort of climb up the ladder and tackle new opportunities, but also talk about the challenges we were facing. Like I didn't feel like I was alone. You know, a lot of the issues that I was, I know, right? And, you know, cut to 15 years later, we still see the headlines. We're still experiencing some of the same things and we're still trying to tackle the same problems, right? So yeah. it, it is a, a labor of love and something I'm really, really passionate about. And we've grown to now over uh, 55 chapters in 47 countries, I believe. I'll have to get those exact numbers for you. But, you know, it's not just in Silicon Valley. It's not just in the U.S. It's a global issue, the gender equality gap issue. Definitely. Are you seeing greater challenges with the AI ML space versus just like, you know, other areas of tech in general? I do see sort of equal issues in terms of recruitment and diversifying your workforce and retention in all technical areas of STEM. So just to break that down a little bit more, it could be AI and ML, um, but it's primarily sort of software development, computer science. We're seeing a huge disparity, not only within gender, but also with you know people of 
representing BIPOC, so racially diverse groups of people, people yep. that are representative of the disabled community, and as well as LGBTQIA. So at Girls in Tech, you know, this is our, we're, we're ramping up our mission in these areas specifically to create more inclusivity, create more awareness of our programs, and be more sort of sensitive to how we produce programs and impact these communities specifically. Love it. Um, speaking of which, what did y'all launch today? Yes, super excited to talk about this. So we have this new AWS ANML scholarship program. As Adriana beautifully touched base on some of those issues, we collaborated with Intel and Udacity trying to tackle some of these issues, right? In this program, what we try to do, we want to make fun, engaging, and free content for everyone, uh, very accessible. Um, so people can really feel comfortable going through the steep learning curve that exists in AIML. So we provide a free content, making sure it's accessible to everyone. Another piece that we are trying to kind of uh, put together is this aspect of how to make sure we help underserved and underrepresented students in tech to gain knowledge they need to enter and be successful in AIML field. And for that one, we are offering a Udacity Nano Degree Scholarship programs to really support the students with both content and the program we designed around it to make sure we take a students to the place that they are ready for this career in tech. And that's the piece that we are basically trying to break down this cost barrier that exists. We know that it might be really expensive for some people and sometimes really not possible uh, considering other commitments that people have. So we yeah. designed this really flexible program to address some of the issues there. And last but not least, very important piece that Adriana also mentioned, and we are going to get help from her and her institution is this piece of mentorship, right? We really want to provide support to these students from different aspects. Of course, from the content wise, we want to make sure we walk them through content. If it's difficult for them, making sure we answer their questions. But the bigger pieces about this storytelling to Adriana's point, if it's really hard to become someone I can't see, right? That yeah. the storytelling piece is very important. We want to we want students to know that how different people went through ups and downs of their stories, their life, how they can see being in that story, going through that and making that reality of their lives. Also, just showing that AIML is not just one path. There are a lot of different expertise in AIML that we want students to see that and be able to connect and choose their own path when they go through AI and ML. I love that. I love especially the piece about the storytelling because I see that very often, um, especially with women, because women talk and, you know, when one person suddenly thinks they can't do it, it suddenly spreads like wildfire. And then the whole group of 20 people you're around thinks, oh, well, I can't do that either if, if she yeah. can't. But if you're spreading the opposite message of you can and here's the how um 
then that's going to spread like wildfire just as easy as the as the negative one will. And I've, you know, I've been around the block to know how quickly that can spread. So I love the storytelling aspect, probably the most of everything that you just said. So I want to get into the details of like what this is. So you mentioned it's a scholarship to a nano degree program. Um, is it a full scholarship, partial scholarship? Uh, what kind of scholarship are we talking about? Awesome. Yes. Happy to go into that. So this program you're launching has three main components. The first one, um, this is launching as part of all new AWS Deep Research Student Service. So this new service is open to all students 16 years old or older. This is offering really fun and free content for students to start with machine learning. Students being part of the service can also submit their models uh, to this new AWS Deep Racer League that we are launching. So yep. it's the mix of free resources that comes with dozens of hours of free content, as well as 10 hours of free compute resource to train their own machine learning models. So this cool. is the piece that everyone can benefit. It's not just for scholarship winners. So that's what makes and this scholarship program unique that everyone, regardless of whether they win or not, can benefit from this piece. So the second piece is for scholarship winners. So that one piece that I mentioned is for students to get engaged with content and submit their models to get qualified for this scholarship. Once they qualified, 2,000 students out of those students who got qualified are going to be selected for Udacity Nanodegree Scholarship. So we will have to Udacity Nano Degree Scholarship. The first one is going to be a four-month program. 2,000 students are going to go through that. It's basically focusing on foundational knowledge of using programming in AI and how that works together. So really try to start from basics, making sure everyone feel comfortable. After that, 500 students who get the highest score in that first nano degree, get selected for the second more advanced nano degree that's focusing on deep learning and machine learning engineering concepts. So this whole journey is gonna take around 10 months. And the way that we designed it, we wanna make sure that this is kind of like a part-time self-paced. Right. So students can take their time going through the content flexible in case that they have other commitments. But as at the same time, we wanted to make sure we provide them support. So there will be weekly sessions with Udacity instructors going through the questions and case studies, making sure they have all the support they need to be successful in this journey. The third piece that I want to talk about is this mentorship piece that I briefly talked about it. So the way we approach it is basically we want to provide Ask Me Anything sessions with office hours with experts uh, from Intel, from AWS to 
basically that storytelling piece and making sure that they hear a different perspectives in this journey. But at the same time, the 500 top performers in the Udacity Nano degree are going to be matched one-on-one with mentors. So it's more like a closer, more intimate relationship of making sure that a lot of personal aspect of that person's journey is, is addressed and kind of making sure that students have the full support. So these three elements that I mentioned together has been designed to make sure students have the resources, have the inspiration and excitement to go through this journey, as well as the support they need to be successful. And where are these mentors coming from? Is Udacity providing them? And are they also, you know, coming from underrepresented groups so that they can better relate to the scholarship recipients? That's a great question. So experts, we we want to source experts from different backgrounds. It's such an important piece of this, right? We want to make sure that a pool of mentors are diverse and not just from the background, but also the expertise in AIML field, just, just showing students different paths that they can go through. So the, the main purpose is basically making sure that in every step students are uh, from the beginning of the journey to the end, they have someone that they can rely on and ask their questions. Definitely. Um, and Adriana, how is Girls in Tech collaborating to deliver this program? We are collaborating in that we are promoting the mentorship program to encourage women within our global community to participate as mentees. And there are so many that are excited about the program because especially during this COVID time where everyone's remote and a little more isolated, they're really hungry to learn and grow and ask questions to these seasoned professionals in ML. So we've actually seen over the last two years, our mentorship program that we produce at Girls in Tech have like, 300% plus growth. Uh, we've been getting a lot of traction and it's really exciting to see that. So it's definitely something that we are really passionate about. And I think we're going to see a lot of traction from the women within our community. So so basically going back into the in the details, uh, you know, any deep racer student can submit their model. So of those people who submitted their model, how do you qualify? to be eligible for the scholarship? Of course, so people who self-identify as underserved and underrepresented in tech can opt into this program, right? And when we talk about qualification on deep research student service, we are talking about basically making sure that they go through the learning modules that, that we have and pass quizzes with a specific threshold of 80%. Also, we want them to practice with AWS DeepRacer and train a model good enough that finish a track under three minutes. So everyone who shows the commitment by achieving these two will receive an invitation email to go on Udacity website and complete their application. So that's the journey happens on AWS DeepRacer student and from there on Udacity's website. And then Udacity would select essentially the scholarship recipients and then they would go on to complete the nano degree. Yes. 
It's awesome. And then the mentorship program kind of comes towards the end of that when they're looking for a job or at what point in the 10 months of the nano degree does the mentorship program come into the picture? So the 101 uh, mentorship that I mentioned is for the top 500 performers in the second degree. But we are trying to incorporate the mentorship in every piece of this journey. Just making sure we are inviting diverse group of people to talk to these students, answer questions. So we want this piece to be throughout the journey, but that 101 comes later. Okay, got it. And what does the calendar look like for when you can submit your model? Like when does the the kickoff began of when a deep racer student can sign up and submit a model? Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, great question. So we want everyone to go on AWS Deep Racer student service. You can sign up anytime, no limitation on that. Go immerse yourself with the content we have available until 3-1 March 1st. We have we are running the preseason. So it's kind of like a practice for you to see how different models your training is performing on track with your car. Um, mm-hmm. On 3-1 March 1st, we are launching some uh, cool additional features. We are launching the Deep Racer Student League as well as the qualification for a scholarship starts then. But before that, make sure go familiarize yourself with the content, with the platform, practice with Deep Racer. And then uh, 3-1 is the time that every aspect of a scholarship is, starts from the qualification as well as the Student League. Yep. Okay, guys, it's coming up. Time to prepare. Only a couple months away. Follow up question, I guess, if you, you know, let's say I happen to submit a model and I get selected for the scholarship and I go through the nano degree. How, you know, at the end of this, this 10 month nano degree, how are we helping to facilitate get these individuals into the workforce? That's a great question, Nikki. We are working on that. We know that that's such an important piece of uh, puzzle. And we are trying to work basically on figuring that out in more detail. But what we are offering, we are offering workshops, resume workshops, and kind of practice for, for the interviews that really can help students to go from, okay, now I'm the knowledge with the Sudacity Nano degree. So how I'm going to get the job. So we are trying to bridge that gap. Adriana, you know, feel free to chime in here as well. If Girls in Tech will also be helping contribute, get these uh, scholarship recipients into the workforce. Absolutely. Uh, Once they are done with the course itself, we will invite all of the scholarship recipients to one, be a Girls in Tech member. So we have chapters around the world and they can really benefit from the support community as well as get access to our online resources, our newsletter, uh, other things that can help them in terms of job placement. But we have uh, an actual jobs board, which AWS has, has been act- actively using and we are opening that up to AWS ML opportunities so that people can be exposed to great career opportunities within ML at AWS. So that's one option. Another option is the digital career fair that we produce annually. And this is a great way for multinational companies like AWS to hire 
great talent from all over the world. And also for people that are taking this course that don't happen to live in Silicon Valley or a place where AWS has an official office. And, you know, if AWS is willing to hire, you know, remote workers or outsourced workers, this is a great way for them to be able to apply for those jobs and get access to those jobs. And it is like a career fair, but it's a virtual. You, there's a booth space and there's opportunities to connect via audio and video with the candidates. And we have over 500 candidates that apply to be a part of the program that, and participate. So it's a very seamless and straightforward type of um, way to connect with great talent and really help with career advancement and acknowledging different opportunities that exist out there. And how can employers post to your job board or at least even um, go through girls in tech, uh, you know, individuals that are looking for a job? Yeah, it's at jobs.girlsintech.org. And you can log on there. There's you create corporate profile and then there's a subscription package for different options and you can easily post listings. We not only have, you know, this awesome site that is very active for job listings and job placement resources, but we also promote it via marketing. So we have it in our newsletter and we also do a lot of social media. So you get like that extra marketing push to create awareness of those listings and and career opportunities. Love that. Love that. I'm looking to hire someone right now too. So I'm going to check out that job board because why not? (laughs) So, um, Okay, so we, you know, we know that this starts March 1st. Where can our listeners go to learn more information about this scholarship program and all the different pieces of it that we covered today? Absolutely. So check out the website, awsaimlscholarship.com. We have all the information, hopefully, (laughs) for everyone to learn more about this program. Guys, this sounds like an excellent opportunity, if I might say so myself. If I didn't already have a job, I think I would be definitely enrolling in this program. As you know, I'm a self-taught dev, so I would have jumped at the opportunity to do something like this had been given the chance. So I highly encourage everyone to check it out. And hopefully we see a number of success stories come out of this. Um, any, Any words on what you guys are looking to see out of this program or what you really are hoping for? Exactly these success stories, right, Nikki? Uh, that has been the focus of this program from the very beginning of even coming up with this idea. I mean, if we get one or two people like you going through this journey of self-teaching, seeing themselves successful at the end of this, and if we can contribute uh, to that, even a small piece of that, we call ourselves successful. Love that. Adriana, what would what would a success look like for girls in tech? Yeah, I, I think the accessibility to this education, this awesome scholarship program, and really all the educational opportunities that AWS provides, it, it just it's just really, really important for our community around the world to be able to 
jump into this full force without having to pay for it. I think the accessibility piece in especially in developing countries or with marginalized groups of people, maybe lower income people, um, we're always trying to extend a helping hand. And we definitely share these values with AWS is bringing more different types of people into the fold so that we can produce better products and yes. be better companies and have better cultures, right? All of that matters. And um, we're just proud to be supporting this scholarship program, proud to be a continued AWS partner. And our members are always thrilled uh, here all of the stories all of the time about how awesome the programs are that you guys offer. So um, we're very grateful to be included. Well, we're definitely happy to collaborate with you anytime. You guys, this has been such a pleasure talking about this program. I'm honestly really excited to see it launch. I'm really excited to see who's going to go through it and who's going to come out of it. And by the way, you know, if I hopefully don't get accepted as a mentor to anyone listening, if you're going through the program, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to mentor anyone at any time, especially an underrepresented person in tech going through this program. Hopefully I'm, I'm a, I just become a mentor though and problem solved. Um, <laughs> great. Is there anything guys today that we didn't cover about the program that you really want our listeners to know? I would like to, to say that as a, as a person who contributed to the design of this program, I'm going to stay curious and I'm going to keep listening. Uh, so this is this is going to be the program that's going to evolve over time. AWS Depressor Student Service is a very easy service to sign up for, very quick, with no need of any financial means to be included as part of the sign-up. We are hoping to hear more and more and learn in this process and improve this product. So really excited and I hope that in, students really enjoy this experience and always feel free to just share your feedback. We are listening and we would love to get more feedback. Absolutely. And I genuinely want to see more women in tech. So I really hope that y'all go through this program and then we hire you and then you can sit next to me at the table. Um, exactly. Genuinely hope for that. to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> How can our listeners get in contact with you guys? For me, LinkedIn is the best. Feel free to message me. My first name, last name, Mariam Rizopur, would love to hear from you. And for me, I would just go to girlsintech.org and you can fill out the contact form and we all see it. So uh, if you're more curious about signing up for Girls in Tech and want to learn more how to be a member, please do sign up there. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me today to talk about this amazing program. Definitely very excited for its future and uh, and really looking forward to uh, to the success of it. Thank you so much, so much. Great speaking with you guys. All right, we will catch you guys next time. Keep on building. Episode number 500 of the AWS podcast is coming up. We have a very special episode planned for you with lots of special guests, but we'd love to hear from you. If you would like to contribute some audio to share, maybe your perspective on the podcast, um, how you've used it, etc., we'd love to hear from you. If you visit adibus.amazon.com slash podcast slash dash podcast, you can see there's a button on that page and it says submit questions and feedback. This lets you upload your own audio to us.
So we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a note and we'd love to include you in the episode.